Inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> buddy, buddy. Not not very good at this, guys. <laughs> here we go. There it is. See? The overlay, just like that. That's why. That's it's that's okay. why he does that's why he does the technical producing stuff. <laughs> uh, but as you guys can see, he's not in his normal background. He's off doing um, other things, taking care of stuff. Um, so I'm going to be manning the ship a little bit more for you guys today. Um, and for that reason, we have a guest that has been on the podcast numerous times. You guys know him; uh, you'll love him. But before we add him, Ryan, how are you doing this week? It's been a rough week. Um... You know, lots of family stuff. Um, I had my first big death in the family. Um, he's doing good, though. I mean, you know, he's in a better place now. Um, you know, couldn't have asked for a better way, I guess, for some of my family member or a family member to go. Um, he passed away peacefully on Sunday morning um, in his home, just in his sleep. So can't ask for anything more. Um but I mean, it was good. Today was was everything. So I mean, it was pretty bad, but it was pretty good at the same time because I mean, the the turnout was great. Um, didn't know if I was going to be able to make it this week as far as the show goes. So um, you know, finding out that there's a kind of flexibility with that in scheduling and everything like that was really good. And uh, having Matt on the show as well, that's you know coming up. Um, was also a big kind of sigh of relief for me just because he's he's a bit of a backboard when it comes to the show. He's really reliable in that, yeah. so I can't thank him enough. So why don't we bring him in? Yeah. Oh. Hello, gentlemen. Yo. Hey, how, how, how you doing, Matt? How, 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 how's your week been? How's my week been? Uh, it's been pretty, I don't know, uneventful. <laughs> Went to work. Played some basketball today, and then I just got home, like, what is it, 9.30? I probably got home, like, 20 minutes ago from up your alley. If, ever, if you've ever oh, been there, yes, fun yeah, play. Uh, Sh- fun Sherville, play. is that where it is? Yeah, yeah good company, oh. good company. But, yes. Yeah, so, fun, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, and it's a ton of money, but uh, yeah. without, with that being said, uh, I'm just ready to talk ball with you, Ben, and you, Ryan. Let's let's get into it. Come on. Yeah. Heck yeah. No. Um, yeah. No. Hey, real quick. Yeah. No. Uh, I first day first day of my job. I ref sports. Uh, rolled my ankle. Been screaming at a lot of kids. So I got my nice herbal tea right here. Absolutely delicious. But yeah, uh, let's get into the weekly review. Heck yeah. Um, Ryan and Ben bring you weekly news. 
Yeah. Um, so there hasn't been too <laughs> there hasn't been too much around the NFL. Um, there's been a few trades, a few signings um, that we kind of expected to see. Uh, most notably, Laramie Tunsil becoming the highest paid offensive lineman again. Uh, three years, seventy five million. You guys have anything to say about that? Um, I mean, I'm a little bummed out that the Bears couldn't make a move for him, but hey, you know, more the merrier, I guess, for all the linemen that the Bears are losing out on. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly expected um, for him to get moved. There was a lot of chatter before the Chiefs um, signed Juwan uh, Taylor that he was going to get traded there, and that would have been a very scary fit, and I would not <laughs> have liked that. Um, in other news, uh, I did shed a tear for one of my favorite players, um, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh, he signed uh, a one-year, uh, he signed a one-year, uh, eight million dollar deal with the Lions, which is a good fit for him. He said he wanted to play for like a nice, scrappy young team. Um, but I think I finally, near the last few days before he got signed, um, I think I finally fell in place with the Saints fan. Um, and I was kind of just fed up with everything he tweeted all over social media. Um, he tweet and delete. He's the king of the tweet and delete. Um, and he gets mad that the fans switched up on him is what he said. But, I mean, you were the one that switched teams. So I'm sure Matt knows exactly how I'm feeling. Yeah, I mean, I just want to see what the comp pick is for him because that was kind of – it was a compensatory fifth, I think it was, for a trade with him. So, I mean, it's still – is in effect with the Saints. But, yeah, I mean, it makes way too much sense. Aaron Glenn comes from New Orleans as the the former defensive backs coach, Dan Campbell, of course, the former assistant head coach and tight ends coach of the Saints. So it just makes way too much sense. And I, I, I don't know about you guys. I was shocked in the market for him. I feel like he is a very good player that I've, I think getting a $6 million with – is it incentives to get eight? Or is uh, it it's it's, it's base six. Uh, it's base yeah. eight. Six guaranteed. Yeah, that just most felt definitely a proven deal. Yeah, it, and and maybe that's what he wanted. Maybe he wants to be able to yeah. make the money Jesse Bates made by having a standout season with a great defense in the Lions. Who? That's a weird sentence, but is what it <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from from the Eagles side of it, the whole thing was that. Um, he got I, I think it was like at one point he was offered like three years, twelve million by the Eagles, like before the free age or before the tag period even ended. Uh, but he like turned it down because his agent is not very good at his job. And um yeah, his his agent overvalued what Chauncey was gonna get in the open market. Um and then he ended up with a one year eight million dollars. Like you said, hopefully it's a prove it deal and he ends up making um a little bit more money than that. Uh but next year's free agency uh, for safety class is um, a very good one. So I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. So, um, and then we saw two more trades go down. Uh, this one, I think, was a little bit bigger than the trade that they made last week. Uh, but the Cowboys ended up trading a fifth-round pick this year and a sixth-round pick next year to get Brandon Cooks, who has proven to be like a very, very high-end wide receiver two slash lower end wide receiver one. I think him paired along uh, CD Lamb is going to be a very scary offense and hopefully is exactly what Dak needs. Um, so. I, I think that it's a good fit for sure. Um, but something that a lot of people aren't talking about is, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is another name to watch on the, on the trade block. Um, and, and something that 
is being talked about at the moment is his potential value um, surrounding just the trade talks and everything and, you know, what the open market is kind of scaling it on. Um, we're seeing more and more wide receivers go back to the normal, I, I put that in quotations, normal, um, you know, market value compared to last year's with Christian Kirk and everything. And with that being said, we've also got somebody who I'm sure that we'll talk about later on that's coming up in the draft, um, who's putting up pretty solid numbers as well um, at his pro day today, as well as the combine. Um, So you're looking at younger players and everything that have those high-end prospect uh, grades and everything, and, and seeing how old DeAndre Hopkins is in his previous injury history, um, and, and just overall, I mean, he's still a great receiver, but I am hearing that um, you're looking at maybe fifth to sixth round as well, um, accompanied with like a second or third. Um, so it's yeah. not just going to be a second or third by themselves. You're, th- you're looking at fifth and sixth. Um, for Brandon Cooks, the main thing about him was the contract. Um, I mean, it wasn't really a great contract for somebody who um, wasn't really putting up fantastic numbers per se. Um, but also he wasn't in the greatest of situations. So ultimately I think when it comes to Brandon Cooks, you're getting somebody who needed to get out of the situation and ultimately it benefited both sides because I think that this is the most that you can get out of him with the current market. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, we saw at the end of the season, I think he stepped away from the team for like two or three weeks. Um, he like asked for a trade before the trade deadline. Um, so it seemed like it was something inevitable, but yeah, you touched on a, a really interesting point there about D-Hop. Um, with, like you said, it's really going to be interesting to see what his value is. I think with his age, like you said, I think he probably goes for a second-round pick. Um, but there has been a lot of buzz about him getting traded probably within the next two or three days. So, um, But, I mean, if anyone would understand how underrated of a wide receiver um, Brandon Cooks could be for your team, it's Matt because Matt got to watch him for, what, he was three years with the Saints or was it two? Yeah, it was three years. Three years, yeah. No, I mean, he's a uh, dynamic yeah. weapon. We yeah. traded him for Ryan Ramchick, yeah. But <laughs> I tweeted, I tweeted a little bit about this, like when I first saw it. Like it's, I, I really like it uh, for the for the Cowboys. I think bringing in someone who is a proven field stretcher in an offense. I think what people forget last year is like, oh, they traded Amari Cooper, so basically they're trading Brandy Cooks for Amari Cooper. I, it's not. It's not like Madden. It's not that straight answer like, oh, I'm just – I want Brandon Cooks more than Amari Cooper. I feel like everyone would want Amari Cooper more. Say They, they say there were some personality issues in the locker room and things like that. But I think they wanted to put more on Michael Gallup's plate. Um, and coming off a torn ACL, that was just not what happened. And so I think they noticed, hey, we need a second guy. Like looking – at that second half against the Niners, it was CeeDee Lamb and no one else. So I think this is a great move, and, and you don't have to take a shot on an unproven rookie in at, what, 26? Gives you more luxury yeah. to do whatever you want, you know? So I, I, I thought this was a very good deal and move for, for a cheap, you know, fifth-round pick. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, I mean, they took the route of trying to – um, draft that rookie wide receiver and see if he could step into that role with uh, Jalen Tolbert last year. And um, Jalen Tolbert <laughs> didn't do much. So I don't know. But um, in other news, um, another wide receiver was traded 
Um, the trade actually happened um, just a few hours ago. Um, it's a trade that um, I wish my Eagles could have done, even though we don't really need wide receivers. Um, but the Browns um, trade away a second-round pick to the Jets, and in return, they get uh, the Jets' third-round pick this year and Elijah Moore. If you're the Browns, it's an absolute no-brainer. Now you can pair um, – Amari Cooper with Elijah Moore, um, who had a little bit of a more disappointing season this year, but look at who his quarterback was. Um, and I think, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up um, becoming that player we would have hoped this year. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Elijah Moore, and um, honestly, I'm surprised one of your teams didn't do it either. So, Yeah, I think um, one of the things that we need to talk about as well um, regarding this trade is how much this might affect – uh, the Jerry Judy trade rumors as well, because the Browns were in on Jerry Judy for a lot of time. Um, and then just seeing that Elijah Moore became available once again, um, the Browns hopped on it and immediately made the move. Um, it was, like you said, an absolute no-brainer. But if you're a Browns fan, it's definitely underwhelming. Um, you know, I, 10 times out of 10 would rather have Jerry Judy over Elijah Moore. Um, but, I mean, looking at Elijah Moore, you're looking at another, um, you know, disgruntled, wide receiver that wanted out of the situation. Um, not entirely sure why as of last year, but this year, especially you're looking at bringing in a new quarterback at, you know, in, in New York and um, giving him the receivers that he'd like as well. Um, which by the way, I just want to say the jets have all the leverage in the world right now for that. Um, I'm sure we can probably either expand on that either today or in a later episode as well, if it doesn't happen by next week. Um, but regarding Elijah Moore and uh, potentially Jerry Judy, um, you know, looking at Elijah Moore and his fit in Cleveland, um, they really like those speedy uh, wide receivers and everything, and I think that he'll fit in right alongside Amari Cooper. Um, but another thing that I don't think that people are talking about enough is how much this matters for Deshaun Watson and his growth on the team as well. Um, he had a very underwhelming season especially, I mean, just looking at him, um, you know, for that fully, almost fully guaranteed contract, or is it fully guaranteed? I'm not entirely sure. You're paying him a lot of money over the last few years, and for him to be putting up the numbers that he did last season, not going to be enough. So ultimately, you're wanting to do as much as you can to help that quarterback that you just traded multiple first-round picks for um, just to blossom and hopefully become the quarterback that he either once was or is going to be. So... Um, hopefully Elijah Moore can help him blossom to that point. I know we've made a lot of points about Deshaun Watson on the podcast that um, make it seem like we're rooting against him and everything. And, you know, I, I completely understand why somebody would want to. Um, but ultimately, as a football fan and a, um, you know, looking at it from an analyst point of view, you definitely want to see growth from a team that hasn't seen it in recent memory. Yeah. So I, I, in, in, uh, I mean, right alongside that um, was the Miko Hardman signing. They signed him. Um, uh, I think it was like a one-year contract. I could be wrong. I don't know the the details on that. The Jets signed him, um, which makes sense that they completely, you know, they said, hey, we don't need – not that they play a similar type of ball, but they said, you know, we don't need two of these smaller wide receivers on our team. Um, so why not at least get something out of it? Um, and I think now that means – the Jets own 42 and 43. I know it's yes. yeah, mid, yep. mid to early picks right after each other. It's wild for them. So I, I do want to note, um, you know, regarding 
um, that Nicole Hardman signing. It's it fits right into that speedy, um, but also I, I want to say he's a little bit bigger. I want to say he's about five foot eleven. So I mean he's not huge per se, but he's a little bit bigger than some wide receivers. Um, and, and so Nicole Hardman being that option um, for Aaron Rodgers next season because it inevitably will happen. Um, you know. That fits right in, and it's a little bit of a downgrade from where he was in Kansas City, in my opinion. But I think that it's um, fitting in the role of, say, Equinemia St. Brown um, when he was in Green Bay. When it when you look at this wide receiver core for what it is at the moment and what it can be, especially with that rookie of the year that they had or offensive rookie of the year that they have right now, that paired with uh, Alan Lazard. Um, I mean, that's going to be a good wide receiver core, and it's kind of over, or not over, underrated, in my opinion. Yeah. Matt? Yeah, I think this, from the Jets' perspective, I think getting rid of Elijah Moore and immediately replacing him with Miko uh, Hardman and then the Al Lazard kind of replacing uh, Corey Davis, which seems to be inevitable that he's going to be cut. Um, this was the the Jets trying to recoup as much draft capital at the top as they can because I think they are expecting to part with the 13th overall pick to get Aaron Rodgers. I think I've said it since the beginning. It it This feels like them cushioning the blow and they go, hey, Elijah Moore's maybe the wide receiver three, wide receiver four on our depth chart. We can you like we can take his production and put it in Miko Hardman is kind of what my thought is and let's go get a second round pick for him and then from the Browns perspective this is them continuing to go all in you know they signed who was it Dalvin Tomlinson uh the guy from the Texans I, I can't pronounce his name um and so now they they get you know they brought back Anthony Walker, too. So I think they're just kind of running it back while they have Watson and, and trying to make it work. I mean, hopefully they're crossing their fingers going that last year was not who he is now, but maybe it is. I, I don't know. The guy didn't play football for 500 days and had a lot of off-the-field legal issues, so I don't know. Um, but I like the I like the trade from both sides. It makes sense from both sides, and we'll see how it all ends up for both sides. Yeah, no, and I completely agree. And then to um, you know, to segue into a point that Ryan was talking about, and it's a conversation um, that we kind of had on the podcast uh, last week. So I'd love to get your opinion on that. Uh, but I noticed uh, that you said something about how you're surprised that uh, Corey Davis is even here and he's expected to get cut soon. Um, but honestly, the re- I guess the reason he's probably hasn't been traded is because he's probably going to be a part of that Aaron Rodgers trade. Um, What's your opinion on that, Matt? Um, why do you think it's taken so long? Uh, why the heck do the Packers believe that they have leverage? And really, is it even worth the Jets to even make this trade at this point? They they want to maximize the value of their guy. I think that's that's it. They know what the max value of Aaron Rodgers is. They know what the maximum production of Aaron Rodgers can be, and that's back-to-back MVPs. So I think they're going – we're not, you know, you're not paying for 2022 production. You're also paying for that 2020, 2021 Rodgers because that was him at his best. And so I I think that's really what we're at is both sides are just trying to meet in a middle ground and they can't do it because I think the Packers are going, well, we value him at this price. And the Jets are going, well, 
he's not at that price anymore because the money won't work. His age won't work. It's just, it's, it's a budding, like back and forth, budding heads situation. It will get done. It will get done. The player wants to be there. Um, the Packers, I, I don't want to say don't want him around, but they want, they want to draft people this year. Right. You know, I don't want to wait a whole more year of, <laughs> you know, you know, I want to get those players in the building now, personally. So we'll see when it happens. It will happen, but today is not the day. We got a month till the draft. So, yeah, is it going to happen? It will happen. And um, again, I want to emphasize, like you said, it's it's going to happen at some point. Um, but place yourself in the Jets' shoes, for example. If you're Joe Douglas and you are. Um, trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers and they said the only way this will get done, you know, is if you give us a first this year and your third this year or something like that. At that point, why would you not move, try to move your needle even further as a team and then just give up the two first round picks for Lamar Jackson? Ooh, it's, I think it's just hard to negotiate with Lamar. I, I do. Yeah. I think with so many teams who need a quarterback coming out and going, we don't, you know, we don't even want to negotiate with them. We don't even want to try. Just sounds like it's it's an issue itself. But I think they maybe think it's they get a higher ceiling with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I think they're thinking of this year and only this year. I think that's the way Joe Douglas and Robert Sala should be thinking. Because if those guys don't make the playoffs realistically, even though the division is loaded, those guys are on the hot seat, in my opinion. And so I think both of them are just thinking about 2023. And in their minds, Aaron Rodgers gives them the better opportunity in 2023 than Lamar Jackson does, you know. And the the situation Lamar, there's no guarantee you get Lamar too, is my, has been my yeah. thing, is that you can negotiate him with him and find a middle ground, whatever that may be. The Ravens get four days to four or five days to match whatever you offer. And so there's guarantee, there's no guarantee you get the guy where with Aaron Rodgers, he comes out on the biggest podcast, biggest sports podcast in the world in front of half a million people and says, I want to play for the jets. I was also in the darkness. And I said, said that he wanted to, he was 90% retired. That's, that's BS. That that's another leverage tactic going. Yeah. Let, let me just let me just explain to you why the Jets don't want Lamar Jackson. Okay, they've got ten million dollars in cap space this year. They've got eighty million in next year. Okay, let's face it, Lamar Jackson wants a huge chunk of that, and Aaron Rodgers might not be around for much longer. Not only that, you're way too committed to Aaron Rodgers. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Yeah. Aaron wants to be a Jet. They have the leverage because Aaron wants to be a Jet. It's either Aaron's a Jet and he's going to retire, or he's going to retire um, as a Packer. Spite. I mean, spite it's Green Bay. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. The bridge has burned in Green Bay. He, I mean, if they had told him, "Look, I'm sorry, we're going to move on. This, it's just time." He already said it on the Pat McAfee show. He was willing to just step away and just retire, but now. He's totally the type to just be like, hey, I'm going to make it awkward for you guys if you don't get this done. Either that, 
I'm going to I'm going to make it really awkward for your rookie quarterback, which I'm still considering a rookie considering he has close to nothing in pro experience. Um or I'm just going to retire and I'm going to take all of your money. Like that's it. And so you look at the Jets and you're like, okay, you know, Lamar Jackson's available. Like why don't they go after him? It's not just about the cap situation though. You don't just sign Nathaniel Hackett as your offensive coordinator just because he's Nathaniel Hackett. You sign him because you want Aaron Rodgers. You don't just sign Alan Lazard without thinking, I have Nathaniel Hackett and I'm going to get Aaron Rodgers. You don't just go ahead and target the guys that he wants. And then you don't just, I mean, there's too much that's allotted towards the potential move. And I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to. The Packers, they just find themselves in a very difficult situation, um, which we all knew was going to happen at some point. I mean, we talked about it just last year, how much the Packers screwed themselves over with the money, and now they're seeing what happens. You pay an old man that much money, he's 90% away from, I mean, just stepping away from the game. The Jets talked him out of it. You're lucky that he got that far. Like, at the end of the day, this guy didn't put up that much, that crazy amount of numbers and everything, anything like that in 2022. You can wage him, you know, or, or put him on the scale for 2020 and 2021. But at the end of the day, he's not the quarterback that he used to be without Devontae Adams. So if you look at it from Green Bay's point of view, absolutely you want to maximize his value. But there's only one team that's interested. Really? You want to know why? Because Aaron Rodgers told you that he wanted to play for your team. Any other teams like, all right, we're out. Like at the end of the day, we're not giving up a first round pick. You're lucky if we get up a second, we can give you a third and maybe a fifth and you're going to take it and you're going to like it. Or you're going to take the $60 million cap hit and end up with nothing over the last course of the years and end up in last place in the NFC North, <laughs> like completely up to you. At the end of the day, what I think is going to happen is they're going to take a lot less than they bargained for, and they're going to be eating. I don't know if I can see them maybe pulling like a second, let's say a second and a fourth, if Green Bay eats the cap. That's yeah. really it. That's the maximum value that you're going to get out of a two-time MVP because you screwed up. That's it. So yeah, it makes me happy as a Bears fan. But at the end of the day, as a football analyst, this is exactly what's going on. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I I think if the Packers end up eating most of most of the, the cap from Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a first round pick. Um, but I think if the Jets end up paying most of that contract, um, it'll probably end up being um, a second round pick for him. Um, but then again, I mean, we're talking about Lamar one. Um, Interesting thing, and obviously betting on uh, betting odds aren't the end all be all. Um, both Lamar, I think, the, uh, obviously the first, uh, the highest betting odd favorite um, is the Ravens, which makes sense. Um, but then the two that really stood out to me um, that I don't think we're talking enough about is uh, I'm pretty sure the Titans were betting odd favorite number two, um, and I think the Falcons were all the way down there at the bottom at like seven, um, mm. which is wild to me and. Um, I think that kind of shows that we need to, even though the Titans did um, spend a draft pick on Malik Willis this past year, um, I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if they end up trying to at least make a move to get one of these top four guys. Um, but then again, I'm also surprised that the Falcons, after everything we saw with 
aforementioned Deshaun Watson uh, last year. I'm surprised the Falcons aren't trying to at least hop in on getting this um, um, uh, Lamar stuff done. Um, and I, I'm just, I maybe maybe Arthur Smith is trying to stick with um, Desmond Ritter and say Desmond Ritter is my guy, but I don't know. I mean, I don't. We haven't seen enough from Desmond Ritter to say he is or not, but. Um, that being said, I wouldn't let Desmond Ritter hold me back from trading for a talent like Lamar Jackson. I'm looking at the Titans for somebody who can potentially move for like Will Levis, for example. Um, I would absolutely love that, especially because, I mean, I, I just I just think that that would be a good fit personally. Um, you know, if you were able to get somebody in the second or third round too to kind of mesh with that. Um, as far as wide receiver talent goes, because God knows that the Titans need it. Um, yeah. But something that's really, really good when you have a rookie quarterback that's trying to grow is having a backup plan and a great running back, and the Titans have that. They have the number 11 pick, which in my opinion, I mean, call me crazy, but I think Levis might still be there. Um, you know, I think that – Yep. I, I don't know. I think 11 is, is really – easily the range you know you're you're it's a fringe top 10 draft pick for levis so you know for the titans to be in the mix for lamar i mean good on them i guess i wouldn't put money on it though um i i still love the falcons as a fit i really do but i mean they have kyle pitts and you have his that tight end for lamar i i don't know it's just it's something to think about for sure. But as far as the Titans go, I just don't see them doing it despite what all the yeah. you know, sports books might have to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Matt, what are you thinking? I think he's just going to end up playing on the tag. I don't, I don't think he's going to find it. Yeah. I don't think he's going to find uh, the deal he's looking for. And I think he's going to go, let me go one more year of prove it Lamar. They'll get me a receiver crossing his fingers at 22. And, We'll go from there because I think he's – I think it's – he doesn't have an agent. So every media-sourced report is from Baltimore, and when all you keep hearing is that he wants the Deshaun Watson deal, the Deshaun Watson deal is um, influencing what he wants, he's just not going to find it. I I don't – it sucks because Lamar is a guy who – has proven more than Deshaun Watson, who quite possibly at this point in time is better than Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to argue peaks right now, but I think that he's going, well, look at that guy. He had nothing. He he had everything off the field, and I have nothing uh, off the field. So I think he's going to keep pushing for it, and no one's going to give it to him, and Baltimore is going to go, well, come on back. Because the thing about Baltimore is, they know they are one of the most analytically sound mm-hmm. football teams out there. They know if we know it, they know Lamar Jackson is worth more than two first round picks. I mean, come on. I think they're going, the market will sort you out. Go find a deal. If you can find a deal, we'll match it and you can come back to the Ravens. We just, every time me and you talk, it ends badly and it doesn't feel like it's completely gone like remember when Kirk Cousins signed away I thought of it like this that bridge was burned they they didn't they couldn't sit in the same room as each other and I'm talking about Cousins in Washington Lamar in Baltimore seems like it's still together 
You know, I feel like they're both still – I don't want to say on the same page, but I feel like I'm just rambling on right now. But <laughs> long long story short, he's going to play on the tag. He's going to not leave yeah. without his value, and and he'll be a Raven personally. Yeah, well, in, um, I mean, you're describing exactly kind of um, like going – like the Raven saying, you know, you go out, find your deal, and we'll match it. Um, and obviously not to the same extent um, – and it's – something I haven't thought about before you said that, um, but it, it reminds me exactly what happened with Darius Slay on a way lesser level, obviously. But that's exactly what happened. The Eagles said, we you know, we don't believe you're worth this much money. Go out and find your deal. And that's why they released him. And then he said, oh, shoot, you know, I'm not worth as much as I thought. You know, I wanted this deal um, and people aren't going to give it to me. So I might as well resign, take, still take good money um, yeah, and resign with the team. really good. I, I yeah. I wouldn't know what he was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey money? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, no, but with all that quarterback talk, um, I think it is time for us to kind of fight for our, our guys, fight for our opinions. Um, and uh, I want to do a little bit of quarterback tier rankings here with you guys. Um, I, I Obviously, I think we can all agree. Oh, that, dear um, God. <laughs> oh, we're going to fight. <laughs> Buddy Patrick Mahomes. I think you need to make another tier. Yeah, I think you need I to make a Patrick I... Mahomes tier. Yeah. Because so, he's on a different planet than everyone else. Yeah. Yes. No, I completely agree. Um, oh, we're starting hot. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think I think everyone um, in the world agrees that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. And if you don't, um, I don't know if we're watching Watch the same sport. Yeah, but this is now where it gets <laughs> interesting, boys. QB2. I wonder if we're all in agreement on this. I think we're all on the same page. Um, Joey B is my number two guy. Um, but I know the guy right next to him here on this list, and Josh Allen, is um, – no, some no. people's favorites. Don't even no. It's it's Joe Burrow for right now, but Jalen Hurts is creeping up on that number two right now. You think so? That's, I think so. Absolutely. I think okay. I think that they're in the same tier at least because this isn't one wow. through ten. This is S tier through D tier. Um, yeah. So yeah. for those of you that are listening, for for some for somebody who's not listening, we're ranking them S. A, B, C, and D. Um, so S is the best. Um, don't know why that's a thing, but if you haven't seen yeah. a ranking like this, this is you know is the, the best. perfect. Um, so and, and Patrick I, I do want to note. Well, see, and that's what I'm right saying. Now. I do want to note that um, Patrick Mahomes, um, I think, is on his own tier. Uh, that being said, I do think there's S tier quarterbacks, um, and for the purpose of this list, I think we can put other S tier quarterbacks. Um, just because we don't have enough tiers to fill all you the can make another tier. tier. What? You can make another tier. If you go over to the right of the S, if you click the top arrow, I think it makes a new tier. Nope. No? Uh, no. Here's here's my... Uh, just oh, it just nope. moved them. Oh. Uh, does this... Oh, it adds a row. Add a row. Okay, okay. Cool. Oh, Well, shoot. here's here's my suggestion. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Here's my suggestion. Why don't we work from the bottom up? Because that'll eliminate a lot of people really easily. That's fair. Keep in mind, for everybody that's listening for the first time, we do everything ad-lib. 
um, off the spur of the moment. We don't prep anything. So this is uh, interesting. Organic. Organic. You guys, you guys, see, you guys want to start from the bottom? I think it would be easier starting from the top, moving down. There's a lot of guys Just going through here. one guy one by one. I thought that yeah. was okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we can do one guy one by one then. Um, and this is tough. How do we – do we want to rank these as next season, uh, this past season, or a little bit of both? I'm very confused by the ranking system right now. We added another row, and it says new, and I don't – Well, yeah, that's just – that's Patrick. It's Mahomes' tier. It's Mahomes' make own a, tier. Okay. Make another one below D that's just backup because I want to put Carson Wentz in the backup tier. We'll put you – know, here, here's what we'll do. We'll I, do MVP. Yeah. Um, how about, how about – right. wait. Let's just let's just keep it. D tier is just like D for dirtbag. I don't know. What do you want? No, we can do a backup because like someone like Drew Locke and like, stuff like Davis that. Mills and things like that. Like, like I, think oh, I think Mills is not belong in the backup tier, but we'll He's we'll not get a there. Top All right, two quarterback. We'll 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 get there. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, boys. B tier. I think he belongs in what? He's an A tier. I I I say A. I thought you said D tier for a second. I'm like, no, no, no. Backup. No. <laughs> he's back he's in bum. I think he's in B. I mean, we can always adjust it later on too. Absolutely, just I, keep him right there. <laughs> yeah. I I Jets like are trading I, two first round picks for a backup. I think, yep. I think I think he goes in A tier, and I think depending on how the way the list shakes out. I think we can move him down to B, but I think it's two v one, so I think A is probably probably Dude, the place I don't, where he belongs. I don't think he's a top ten quarterback right now. Well, well that's why I'm saying we'll see how the we'll see how the list yeah. rolls out and stuff. I mean, I'm not saying he has to be the front that's, of A tier. I mean, he could be like I'll the say, back of A tier here. I'll take it for right now, just because yeah. we're gonna have to save a little bit of time for the when we when we cross paths with Justin Fields because that's gonna happen, yes. and I'm gonna get really yes. mad. Um, um, all right. Backup. Running backup. Back Baker backup. Carson backup. I think I think Baker's D. I I don't. I was gonna say Baker's I'm an advocate for. Okay. I don't yeah. look at Baker on the same level as Wentz. I think Baker no. showed some stuff last no. year where Wentz was awful. That's fair. All right. Yeah, we can move him up. I'm not a Baker guy, but I realize I'm already there. He he won a game in how many seconds? Like that guy. Okay. See, and that's the issue. People see that one game, and that's awesome. But come on now. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's a true difference maker thing, but I'm saying that it's better enough to be in front of Carson Wentz. (laughs) Like that's just bad, (laughs) man. Uh, Um, And then again, I I think we take a little bit of um, and and that's what I'm saying about these guys going in. Uh, the next few guys wow. that we see, I think we take um, what they did last season and a little bit of this season. That being said, are we putting Dak in the same tier as Aaron Rodgers or are we putting him in B tier? I have my opinion. I think I think he's probably B. That's what I was that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Too. I'll say B okay. just because he's like he's either really good or really bad. He's such he's such a mid goal back. We... I don't even know. Are we going to be in agreement with this as well? Yeah, I haven't okay. watched enough That's... of him to make a serious debate about it yet. But I'm not well, a fan of what I've seen. Forty-five million a year, so I, I mean, think that's ridiculous. Hey, hey, Carson Wentz was getting forty million. What was it? Forty or thirty? Uh, I think it was. I think it was like thirty-five. I think. Yeah, Let me I just say, I think this next quarterback deserves to be an S tier just because of what he's done for my team. 
That's true. <laughs> I I don't know. You got to I, I could, more. I can. <laughs> I can. Okay. Years. I don't. I don't think it's talked enough about. We'll get into that. But like how one play like shook up the entire draft. That's why it's great. Yeah, but um, we can that was talk about that was an idea. inside job. He deserves a statue. Dude, he heard my calls outside of Lucas Oil Stadium last That's year. Okay. I love that it's in Lucas Oil too. It happened at Lucas Oil. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> he knew. He heard my. He heard my beautiful voice ringing from the outside all the way back from uh, March of last year. He was like, yep, the first this is game. for you, kid. This is for you. Lovey. Lovey. Yeah. Lovey. Um, that being said, I don't know. I think he belongs to D tier. I think he could I think he could start. Um, I, I think, think he's in C tier. C tier. Wow. I do. No, I don't think he's in C tier. I think a guy like Derek Carr's in C tier. No, no, no. I will not. I will not agree yes. with Daniel Jones in a whole tier higher than Derek Carr. I will not agree. Well, I, I, I think Daniel Jones belongs probably on the back end of tier B, and Derek Carr belongs on like, so, the So, first. Derek Carr, are we – so, we're saying Derek Carr's a 79% and uh, – Dude. What's it called? Daniel Jones is an 80? Yeah. I don't – I can't agree. I'm Matt, I'm so sorry that he's your guy right now because he wasn't good. He's not. Just, he wasn't hey. good Last year, like the best hey. we've seen, he's fine. Hey Matt, you want to know why? You want to know why Daniel Jones is a step further than Derek Carr? Because Daniel Jones has a playoff whim. Move him back to C. No. Oh, yeah, all right. Nice. I think. I think. Yes. I think my my local little league team could beat the Minnesota Vikings defense in the playoffs. Again, we can adjust this list we'll as take it goes. We'll yeah. take C. We'll take this. This is where it gets This is polarizing. This is polarizing. This is where it gets interesting. Okay, so if you're taking what he did in 2021 in accountability, um his oh, I can't make that joke. I mean, if you're taking 2021 so, in accountability, I mean get him out of here. He's a freaking get him here, okay? I'm not I'm we're not making that Sean joke Watson on the air. For audio listeners, by the way. He's got to be sued. He's yeah. got to be. I think right Where's now there? that's where he belongs, especially with his play, not that we're taking contracts into account, uh, but with his play, I, I, I think, yeah, yeah, C tier oh, and his contract. That's about it. Um, I think we can agree. Drew Lock. Yeah. yeah. I'm go, sorry, man. guys. I still can't get over this. I think Aaron Rodgers should be in B tier right now. Really, I would have. I would take him next year as my quarterback over these two guys. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think he's on the same scale as Dak. I really do right now. I don't know. I saw what Dak did in the playoffs. and Dude, Aaron Rodgers was horrible this past season, man. Like, I understand that he was MVP, but because of how horrible that he was, I think that you should bump him down at least one. Well, well again, this is a mix of taking into account this year and then what he's going to do next year because I think in that offense next year, he's. I'm not going to say he's going to be back to MVP for him, but I okay. think he's going to play. I don't, well. I don't think that it's – okay. If we're gonna talk, if we're gonna talk projections for Aaron Rodgers, then we're talking projections for Fields when it gets up here too. So just keeping that in mind. Okay, well, well, yeah, we'll keep that in mind. But I think Bears fans versus everyone else has a different mindset. Um, I think we see our first S tier quarterback. Um, I don't think anyone's debating this one. Jalen Hurts, Winston's a backup. I mean, he Mm. is a backup. He's a backup. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um. 
Be you know what? Put Winston. Put Winston in D. He's earned. It. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking James Winston in D tier. He he plays fine if he's not hurt, but he gets hurt a lot. It's crazy the, the like the huge gap that we have between D and C. Like where we yeah. where we rank them. Like yes, I cannot. I cannot. Lower than Jared Goff. I can't. <laughs> Jared Goff this past season played. Stop. Well. He's oh. yeah. Yeah, because I'm he not. Threw the I ball think this is his peak. Oh dear what? God! What he's gonna do with Jamison Williams is gonna be beautiful. Oh, I can't. Dude, wait. I need it. Dude, they're I not gonna know, win the North. I have I'm... that take. I still have it built up. I don't think. I know gonna... Bears. Bears all the I'm way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Bears taking. I'm I'm okay with B. Ryan and Matt. What's your opinion on the Goth being at B? That's that's I, cool. I it, but okay. if if we two verse one, then fair. All right, this is where it gets interesting. What do we do with this class? C tier. I was thinking C as well. I'm glad that we. Like a, he's like well, a let's C move him down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow's S tier. We're going to smack S. him yeah. in front of Jalen Hurts. Um, I know. I, 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 I'm going to put him in front of Jalen Hurts for sure. This is where it gets interesting. Josh Allen, I think we can say he's S tier. Yeah. A little bit on more on the edge than what I think the average casual fan thinks. Dude, I turned into a Josh Allen so. hater. I turned into an absolute Josh Allen hater towards the end of the season, man. So it's yeah, so did I. I mean, so, I'm almost willing to bump him down to A tier, but no. Again, it just depends. Are you taking Josh Allen over Rogers? Let's let's keep let's keep him in S for right now and see if how many players we have in S tier because. Okay. If it's just these three, then I feel comfortable with it. Uh, I think right, one let's move on to this next. Herbert's gonna be in it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna put Herbert in that. Yeah. but Fields. All right. I say, I think, yeah. All right, but Fields. Yeah, let's move to this one because I've got a, I've got ah. a clear spot. In, I've got a clear spot in my head to where I think that he's earned it. But I also think if we're going off of projections, I know exactly where he should be. I, I, I think even well, if we're going off how he played last season, I think. He belongs in C tier um, yes. because he didn't produce as a passer, and that's just. But are we talking about projections? Ground, he wasn't a passer. I know, and that's why it's, I it's a combo of everything. I think. Yeah, and that's of... why exactly, and that's why I threw him in, in B tier because I think he's going to take the step up, and I think two years from now he'll probably be an A, but I think this year will be the first year we see him take a leap as a passer. But I don't think he's going to be quite there yet. I need him in H tier for him. He is him. He is him. <laughs> Matt, yeah, what do you think B-tier about for sure. B- Yo, B-tier? Wow, I thought you were going to try to make an argument for him in A. <laughs> no, I think Roger should be in, B- in B-tier, though. Like, seriously. I think that, I mean, well, he's well, right along. We'll get there once, once the yeah, list. But this, that's... This, this is the first guy that I think is someone that we need to have an interesting conversation he's with. Ass. He's um, ass. I love yeah. Herbert, but... He's the next Philip Rivers. Come down. <laughs> He's Philip Rivers without the 16 that. kids. Say that. <laughs> but I is it now? I know the national media loves to have a conversation about him being a top five quarterback in the league. Um, I don't know if that's true. Are you guys okay with putting him? Is at the he asked if he wins here? the Jaguars game? What? No. Is he asked if he wins the Jaguars game? Because um, I, I feel like that is a lot of stink on him. Yes. I yes. feel like that's a lot. I think he's ass. If he wins the Jaguars game, then Josh Allen's back in A, and Herbert takes us. 
I, I agree. In, in a big I think part if we're of already him, saying yes on that, he's us. I well, see. I, I, I mean, it's a conversation we had a lot about elite quarterbacks, but I, I think I need to see him win. And I understand he had injury, but um, QBs, I think, find a way to win. The best QBs find a way to win. Um, Ryan, you're the split decision here. S or A? Herbert, I think he's yeah. an A. Yeah, okay. A's perfect. Again, I think we can revise this quarterback uh, list as it goes on. This isn't the end-all, be-all where we place him here. Um, Pickett? Um, Let's see. Think there's a good yeah. spot? Yeah. Oh, okay. man. I think – sure. Okay. I liked him Fair at the enough. end of the year. When he won that Baltimore game, I Dude, really thought they I, make the playoffs. It's so weird, man, because C can be so diverse. Like, I think that C, I would take I Carr – I would take Carr and Watson over Pickett. Oh, I yeah. would even take Garoppolo over Pickett. Really? So I don't. I don't think that. Yeah, I, absolutely. Garoppolo can take a team to a Super Bowl. He's proven it. No, Garoppolo's team can take him to a Super Bowl. There's a difference. Dude, Garoppolo. He's he he hasn't been horrible. I mean, he no, wasn't. But he doesn't do much. I don't think he like he lets his players do it. He just distributes the ball, which so, is a bad thing, but. I guess the C tier then, from my understanding, is just these are quarterbacks that are just there. Like, they're not really exceeding expectations, but they're also not failing horribly. It's just kind of there. I would say for the most part, yes, but then you get into the conversation about a guy like Deshaun Watson um, because we expected him to be better, and he wasn't. But I I, I do think he's better than these guys, obviously, but I don't think he's as good as these guys. For right um, now, if we're talking about Watson, too, because I know that you just brought it up, I think that he's C right now, but he has potential to be B. So, like, he's yeah. very middle of the, of the pack. Yeah. yeah, just keep Kirk down there. That's no, odd. of course not. Um, I think I think Kirk belongs in between Deshaun Watson and, and Carr. I think I'd take Carr over Kirk. I know people are big Kirk guys, um, and I'm a big proponent of Dak Prescott is just Kirk Cousins, but that's besides the point. Um I, I want to think... make a note personally mm-hmm. really quick. Any comments and everything? Um, if you are a person of larger scale, um, disregard like majority of my comments because it's been a long week and I'm very much off the hinges right now. So like as far as analysis goes, like I'm just I'm off the wall right now. So <laughs> I'm just <It's> okay. saying. <laughs> I, I think that's a good spot for him. Do you, do you guys want to move him up a tier, um, down a tier? He's All right. Do you think that's a good spot in C? He's just there. Yeah. It's just, it's, <laughs> He's just it's hard. It's really hard to look at Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr below Daniel Jones and Jared Goff. That's just weird. It's just weird. I, <laughs> yes. I, like, I don't know if it's wrong, per se, because both of them very, like were very good this year, but it's just weird mm. to look at. Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts? He's a B. Uh, B? Yeah? I'm higher yeah. on Kyler than most people. I think yeah. he's a B plus. Okay. B plus. I think he's a so B minus. I think he's a B minus. I think he's somewhere in the middle. I think that's probably the best spot for him. Because I think I'd rather have him. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I think right now that's where he belongs. Ryan, don't chop my head off. Because um, I'd rather have him going in. I guess he can throw next season because he's not going to play. But yeah, he it's can. It's okay. He's proven. So. It's fine. That's he's right. earned his money. Um, I think and this double is... cod points. <laughs> I think this I is where the conversation money. gets 
a little bit more interesting. I think he belongs in S tier, but I know some people do not. A tier. He's an A. All right. Yeah. These two guys in between them? Yeah, Yeah. in between for sure. Honestly, I don't think that it matters positioning just the tier because, like, this isn't a ranking. You know what I mean? This isn't a one through thirty. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I think positioning is uh, okay. What do you guys think about McCorkle Jones? D. D. Wow. Wow. No, I know you're low. He's on so him. replaceable. He's so replaceable, dude. How do you just bring he's in Zappy and him put up even better? And he's, he's dude. He's absolutely below Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't give me that. Yeah, uh, I I disagree. I um, well, I'm just going to if off I'm... the replaceable comment. I think both him and Garoppolo are like kind of the same. Yeah, I think I Matt's shown higher like ceiling. I think his first year was very good. Yeah, Get as far as up. if I'm crazy, if I'm a head coach right now and I have both Mac Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo on my team and it's game day and I have to decide which one's starting, must win Garoppolo game. ten times. Yeah, Garoppolo ten times out of ten. Well, Ooh. yeah, but I wouldn't say I. I don't know. I think there's a discussion to have there. If you're starting a franchise. It, well, if you're starting a franchise, who are you? You're going with the younger quarterback for sure. But what I'm saying is though. If you in in looking at this specifically, it's not if you're going to start a franchise. It's, I mean, if you're going yes. to compare the two, you need a win right now, and you have these two guys. Who are you picking? Uh, well, yes. Well, well, it's more than that too, though. But I don't think he's on the same tier as Baker as, or as Davis, Davis Mills Rose. or. Yeah, I think That's that he's like a D plus, like a sixty-eight. That's the grade yeah. I would give him. He's the sexiest D in the bunch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you agree with me, man? Hold on a second. Wait. I think he's man. low end C. I yeah. think he's low okay. C. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, Just barely Marcus Mariota, class. backup, no one. Yeah. All right. This I is love where it gets Mar- I love Mariota, though. I. I would well, love to just keep him. Like, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I, I root for this guy backup, so much. Is, is it because of 2015 Oregon? Or 2014? That was that, that was well, like the first was, year I ever watched college football, and dude, that guy was insane. I am. Uh, still hold on, wait a minute. My, in, can this is a can big, I ask a question I, really quick? Yeah. Yeah. Can we make another tier really quick? Because I believe there's yeah. one guy that we still have yet to talk about that belongs in his own. I have no idea what this is. Outcast group. Is it Trey Lance? It's absolutely Trey Lance. You have yeah, no clue what this guy is right now. Yeah. You cannot I, I put him. Jordan should... Love in this, um, because Jordan Love Jordan would be in that same tier. Uh, Ritter's in this, but Jordan Love is not. Um, I would put Ritter in that. I mean, oh, dude, I would almost. Yeah, I would put Ritter in the same group. But what I'm saying is, though, like when we do get to Trey Lance, I mean, I guess you could just add it now. But I mean, he just he has potential that. and everything. But to put him over some quarterback that's already proven what they can do in the league or has been in the league for a while, it's just not fair to put him say over Davis Mills, who's actually done pretty solid in Houston, or Jameis Winston, who's had a pretty decent career, and Baker Mayfield, who's like super mid. Like Trey Lance mm-hmm. is the biggest outcast question mark in the league right now. It's either Trey Lance's team or it's um, well. I also Whatever think the young kid's name is. Brock Purdy. I also think that there's another 
veteran quarterback that belongs in the I don't know tier, but we'll get to him. Um, this though, I I I know people won't like it, but oh, it's Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan deserves to be at the top of the tier. That guy sucks. I would. I would not put him above Davis Mills, but I would definitely put him over Baker Mayfield. I don't think I would put him over Jameis either. So I would I would say if you're ordering it, if that if that matters to you, I'd say I'd say the order is uh Davis Mills, Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield. Wow. Okay. That's I can get behind that. You know, actually I, no, I'm, I, I'm saying Jameis over Baker. I, I'm not a Baker guy. Um, I guys, look. Really I love Baker to death. I love Baker to death. I hope to God that he goes out and proves everybody wrong in Tampa. More power to him. He's a great guy. He does a lot of charity work, um, and he and he's very included in the fan experience. He was in Cleveland, especially. Um, great guy, mm-hmm. and him and his wife as well. Um, hilarious on the podcast and um, commercials and stuff that he does as well. All power yep. to him. I'm a big fan, but at the end of the day, I'm sorry, man. You're D tier, yes. bottom tier. Do I? I'm tempted to. I think he belongs here. Um, yes. I'm tempted to put him in B tier, but I'm not going to. Guys, Do I think we, we need to spread C tier. He won what? a Super Bowl. I understand, but that we're doing it off of last season and going into now. It's not a career ranking. I mean, if it was a career ranking, he would probably be in eight S tier. But it's not. Um, I, I love Stafford. In B, I, I was tempting. Man. I was hard debating project, about putting though. him in B. It's Dude, Stafford was not playing well. Yeah. Or tendonitis, not tonight. Can we put him in the question mark for if we're specifically doing what we're doing as far as projections in this season? Sure. I mean, sure. he no wasn't way. insanely great when he was, but he was also playing hurt. So. Yes. Yeah. You know. I agree. So and they were I around, think... like when he was playing, the Rams were around. What they were like three and three when he got hurt. Yeah, hurt really. I, oh, I, I don't think he belongs Mitch. here. I think he belongs here or here. But um, I mean, if we, yeah, if we all disagree, like, I, I, yeah, I no, he's up there. He's up there with Kirk and uh, Carr for sure. I say that he's over Carr and Kirk. I think Kirk's over. That's Carr, what I'm saying. I think he's. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think Kirk's over. It's just the letter phone. grade is is what the. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Um. All right. This when I said there was a vet <laughs> that we needed to talk about that belongs question in the mark. question mark tier. This is the guy I was talking about. Question mark. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad we all agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, audio if we were to talking about Russell Wilson, if we were to actually rank his. Last year's, I would say D for Dookie. Like, straight up, he was garbage. Um, but, yeah, I mean, let's see what he can do with Pete. Or not Pete Carroll. Uh, I mean, clearly yeah. we already know. Uh, Sean Payton. I think <laughs> I've had the same take on Russ. Is like, there's no way he's going to be as good as he once was. But there's no way he's this bad with Sean Payton. There's just no way. <laughs> All right. I Quick agree. Question. I was a Russ was hater. Awful. I was a Russ think... hater, and I agree with that. I think we are very much overusing C tier. Um, I think we should maybe. I, agree. Add... I think there's just a lot of mid quarterbacks. I agree. I, I agree. I I'm with I'll... I'm with Matt on that one. I think there's I think... a lot of mid quarterbacks. I think that what we should do though, just to make it a little bit more diverse and inclusive, I, I think that maybe we, we could add another one in like an. Uh, I don't know. We've E-tier already added. We we've already added 
added three ones. I, I, I think yeah. this is fine. And I think these are the guys okay. that you're like, you probably don't draft someone in the first round to get rid of, but you know, like these guys, you wouldn't, you know, if you had the opportunity to trade for a Lamar, a Justin, a Josh yeah. Allen, you would do it, but you're not going to draft a dude in the first round. So I think, th- I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think these guys are all mid tier quarterbacks. Okay. That's fair. So, um, but this is where it does I mean, get interesting, though. Yeah, this is I mean, this guy's in C too. Yeah, I know this guy's that's what I'm saying. In C. Okay, I was thinking here, but we can put him in C. Wow, I'm um, thinking, I'm thinking right in front of Kenny Pickett. Really, I think yeah, I'd take yeah. both these guys over him too. No, just me. Um, I, yeah. All right, we'll put we'll put obviously him there. Yeah, um, I don't I. I don't really want to rank Tom because he's not. Like he's an Tom. A. It's not, yeah. Tom. That's, um, yeah, that's yeah. Right. We can put him in A. I like we'll put him I, at the back end A. That's I was interested to see him on this list just to see where everyone yeah. stood on him still because like that's interesting yeah. to see the guy just retired and we're like I still believe he's truly an A tier quarterback. This is where yeah. I put him in A. And like he okay. just, it's just weird. Guy could have played until right. he's fifty. Um. I think this guy shows that he deserves an A. He's an A, A for A, sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A, I would put him, uh, believe yeah. it or not, hot take, I would take him over Lamar right now. Wow. I don't think that that's shocking. That's close. It's close, but yeah. I okay. see where I, the take comes from. We're talking yeah. um, about Trevor Lawrence. I need to do a better job with that. Um, yeah, we, we put Trevor Lawrence at the back. Uh, like the we got a picture of, of this at the end. Yes. So, um, obviously, we created this tier for this guy. He yeah, belongs in here. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy belongs in here, too. Nope. <laughs> he's in B for um, me. He's I don't know if he's B. going to play football, though. I know he's going to be playing football, but, like, I think with the concussions, with everything that happened last Dude, in year, his head, he's playing baseball, man. Like, this guy needs I, to that's, just retire. <laughs> That's why I'm putting him there. But if you guys want to put him in B or tier, uh, we're talking about uh, Tua. We quickly went over Trey Lance. We put him in the question mark tier. Made that tier for a reason. Um, but um, where do you guys want to put Tua? I'm fine with keeping him here. If you guys want to put him in B, we can do that too. I, I think question mark's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, back up. I don't know. Can we get out of the league? Is that an option? He's back up. Yeah, he's back up. <laughs> with Zach, Zach Wilson. Um, I think we are all okay with putting Desmond Ritter in the question mark tier. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um probably right there with Taylor Heineke, or do we want to put him in the backup? Because I think I'd take Taylor Heineke over Baker Mayfield. I I don't know. I don't know. He's at a place like he's in Atlanta where I feel like he legitimately could pressure Desmond Ritter early. Yeah. And so like I don't know. I like probably D, probably far D. Taylor Heineke. Yeah. yeah. I'm like I'm a big Jameis Heineke. Jameis is D then he's yeah. probably D. Yeah. Yeah. Um obviously Andy Dalton D. is in the backup. He's ah. in D. He's this D. guy is D. the highest he is he the is highest end He's okay. Technically, right now, he's not a backup because they don't have another quarterback, but they probably will get another quarterback. But he is the highest um, and backup in the league, in my opinion. Wow. I would take Marcus Mariota 
I would take Marcus Mary over him as my backup. I would take uh, – I would Andy, probably take – Did we watch the same Andy Dalton last year? Dude, Andy <laughs> Dalton threw for over 200 yards multiple times last year, bro. He was – He wasn't awesome. I don't – 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 We can, we can put him – we can put him at D. I would rather have Mary <laughs> over attacking maybe, Ben maybe, right <laughs> maybe that's because I I have a I, – I, you know, I have a type in quarterback – um, I would put Mariota, but if you guys want to put him back into D, that's okay. We we're fine with yeah. that. I'm fine with that. Geno Smith so, belongs in C tier. C tier. C tier. I think he belongs in B tier. B. He's higher than Daniel Jones, mm. in yes. my opinion. Yes, I would rather have Daniel Jones over. Him. Would you rather have Geno Smith over Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr, though? Yes. For next season, yes. yes. In wow. with my team being in the land of mid tier quarterbacks, yes. <laughs> the two guys <laughs> that the two guys that I would have liked to see on this list that are not, um, I would have put Jordan Love in this question range right mark. here in the question mark, and then I probably would have put in, I probably would have put Minshew somewhere in the middle of D tier. No, he's God, I love Minshew. Yeah. Really, I would rather have Minshew than Andy Dalton. He's the sexiest backup because he has charisma, but like, I don't know. Dude, I want to. I, I For every tweet I see that's like, oh, we got to give Minshew a chance. We got to give him a shot. Like, I'm I'm fine with it. I don't. I, I, I think there's 32 guys better. Where, where do you I, guys put Cam? <laughs> what? Where, where do you put Cam? Because there's apparently <laughs> out of the league, I, XFL tier. Yeah, I that's I that's I don't know that's that's wild. How do we not me. talk I, about the camp through? Yeah, the how do we not talk about that? Yeah, so can we talk about how horrible here. he did too? Let's let's. Uh, um. All right. So just real quick, obviously Patrick Mahomes is his own little list uh, tier. Uh, but if someone wants to take a picture of this nice little list, I'll leave it up uh, for you guys. Um, zoom it like back. Ah. Oh shit! Sorry. Um, no, that's the most I can get. <laughs> um, actually, I was gonna see if we could get all of it. That's that's a post. Oh man! Uh, let me zoom in in a little bit more. Perfect. Nice. All right. Um, for those who don't know what um, Matt was talking about. Um, Cam Newton came out and he was like, I, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because we still have scouting I'd like to get into. Um, but Cam Newton came out and he was like, I, there are not 32 guys in the NFL that are better than me. Blah, 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 blah. And so he tried out at Auburn's pro day. Yes. Yesterday, today. I can't remember. Um, but Ryan said he didn't look too good, but he had some pretty beautiful throws. Um, I don't know how his whole. I don't know how his whole thing went, but I know he had some some really good throws. Um, I believe he's a backup quarterback in the league. Um, I don't think he should start <laughs> for See, any there's, team. There's where the issue is. It's it's the same thing as like like the Kaepernick thing. Is like that guy is such a risk because I feel like he comes in immediately expecting to be a starter. So if he's not a starter, he's just mad, and like there's no reason to have him around because he's just going to be upset the entire time that he's not a starter. You know what I'm That's saying? Fair. Like, I I do think there's 32 guys better than him, but I don't think there's 40. Like, yeah, that's probably my take on him. Like, dude, I would rather Mason Rudolph start for my team than Cam Newton. 
That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> Did you not see the same Mason Rudolph almost win the last game for the Bears against the Vikings? And I understand they were a bottom three defense. Oh, are you talking about, but like, you're talking about Peterman. Okay. Nathan Peterman, I'm sorry. Not uh, Mason Rudolph. Holy crap. Yeah, not the one who got yeah the, I'm uh, sorry. Crack on the skull. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Nathan Peterman over – wow. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yep, Mason Peterman over Cam easily. okay i don't know man i can't i can't get there but um obviously you guys have seen the name of this show it's time to get into the draft um i'd like to spend a little time on this um but i know we're already like an hour and 10 minutes into the podcast um i mean if you guys have made it this far remember to uh, you know like subscribe uh leave a comment down below we'll you know respond to anyone um, and honestly, I think we've gotten to the point, me and Ryan discussed it. If you guys leave a five-star review, um, we'll shout you guys out on the podcast. So make sure you guys go and do that. Um, that Rock being said, you that, guys... I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you guys know what time it is. Pro football isn't the only game in town. Let's take a stroll to Ben's College Corner. Yes. Um, so last week we had to cut this... Um, because before before we get into this really quick, I just want to say mm-hmm. um, to everybody that has been listening to this, um, I just want to say thank you. This is a pretty crucial point of my week. Um, this is something that I love to do. Um, Matt, it's always good catching up with you and everything. Um, you know, always love talking football with you, bro. So thanks again for coming on the show. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, ben, you're always here for me and everything, man. Really appreciate it. Um, I am going to run and get a shower really quick. It's been a really long day. Um, this is normally the time in the show when I step out and kind of let Ben do his thing. Um, Ben and Matt, they're probably the two most knowledgeable, um, people that I know when it comes to college. Uh, they know about some top prospects from Texas, Western, Southern, A&M, Tech, Animal Hospital, um, that'll totally, um, you know, make the NFL. Uh, total diamond in a rough guys, uh, but they will tell you exactly who to look out for and everything. And before they even make it, um, if you remember correctly, um, Ben and I, along with coach Tyler as well, scouted out Jack Sanborn before he was even drafted or uh, signed to the bears. So um, keep a, keep a solid eye out on who these guys are going to talk to or talk to you guys about. They're going to do a fantastic job as they always do, but I am going to step out and hang around with the family before everybody goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I'm signing off for the week. I will see everybody next week. Um, and then I'm assuming another mock draft is still coming out. Um, I was going to say one last question. Are you going to join us for that or? Um, shoot me a text. Yeah. When you we'll get started, I will see. Yep. So, all right. Go, man. You have good I will see everybody next week. Take it easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll remove him. Um, <laughs> but uh, that being said, yeah, we were supposed to do this last week, but due to uh, time constraints, uh, we did not. Um, I think this is the first defensive list that I'm doing for you guys, uh, but it's linebackers. Um, and like I said, so for over this, I'm going to give um, my top well, like five-ish linebackers. Um, and then I have a guy, like I said, that I – think can go fourth fifth round that i always like to add for you guys um 
And like I've been doing with the whole, uh, you know, prospect breakdown, uh, you know, positional breakdown for you guys. Uh, one of the prospects I have on here um, will be a uh, the breakdown for the week. Um, and then as as I'm talking about it, Matt, feel free to jump in. Um, but then once we're done with linebackers, um, doesn't have to be super long, but I thought uh, you guys hear me enough talk about my list and my guys. Um, I think it'd be fun to uh, come back to Matt's guys um, and some guys Matt likes because um, like two weeks into the season, he said, I really like this kid named Zay Flowers out of Boston College. And now um, and that was when he was like going like third or fourth rounds in mocks. And sure now was, he's. Huh? Yeah, so it's wild. Um, but I know this is where, um, even right off the bat here, um, this dude has been my linebacker one from the very beginning. He is still my linebacker one. Um, I know he's not everyone's. I know some people have moved off of him for some reasons unbeknownst to me. Um, but Trenton Simpson is my linebacker one, uh, Clemson linebacker. Um, he plays a lot of – He play, he's going to play a lot more of the star role um, think kind of like the uh, uh, Simmons, but less of a pass rusher and more of a safety and linebacker. Um, but he can play both safety and linebacker. He has very good range, um, as I, you know, if you guys couldn't have picked up on that. Um, he has very good range when covering, um, and he is a really good finisher, and you can use him um, nicely as a blitzer. Um, but because he plays that star role, um, as we've seen with Simmons, uh, there's a fine line between um, – being versatile or versatile and being positionless. Um, so he has to be a scheme fit. Um, and then he does probably need to uh, add some pounds in the NFL. Um, and I'd like to see his run fits um, a little bit better, but I'm still a big fan of him and he's still my linebacker one. What do you think about Trent Simpson? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a guy who is just, he fits in that Isaiah Simmons mold. Mm-hmm. of just super athlete he's just not isaiah simmons type athlete and that's why he's not going to go in the top 10 picks like simmons did um i think he he's just he's pretty raw as a prospect i think you're banking on the traits yeah. more than anything um i think he could be great in the three four where you you send him here and there you uh send him at the quarterback and i think he just needs to get smarter at the game with run fits and things like that um very, very good athlete. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have positional rankings, but um, linebacker one for you, linebacker two for you, or where, where does linebacker he fall on that one. For you? It's, yes. I'll just make this clear. Like, off-ball linebacker, it's really rough in this yeah. class. I, I really – I if, if someone's taken an off-ball linebacker in the first 40 picks – I will probably critique them because I, I just don't like the – I don't think any of these guys are top 40. But um, Simpson's probably one. I, I, I'm going to lead – I'm going to lean Drew Sanders probably is my one. I think yep. Drew Sanders is the just the high-motor athlete from uh, Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Yes. Yeah, so, but yeah I mean, like you said, he's, he's my um, linebacker too, Drew Sanders is. Uh, Great frame. He's 6'5", 232 pounds. Um, and you said perfect for a 3-4 scheme um, for Trenton Simpson where you can send him off the edge. Um, it's funny that you say that because I think Drew Sanders is perfect for that. Um, someone who came to Alabama um, actually is an edge rusher. Um, played with the hopes where he'd play the Will Anderson-esque role, um, but obviously he plays linebacker now and he's transitioned to that where he performed 
um, very well at uh, Arkansas. And like Matt said, uh, super athletic, very lengthy, um, has, I think, at least a decent floor. He's not going to come in and like bust and not play for you. I mean, he is a very, very good pass rusher. I mean, again, he got scouted to college for that. Um, but just like Trenton Simpson um, on tape, you see some very subpar um, run fits and, I would like to see him develop a little bit better as a pass defender. So um, linebacker three, uh, this is um, I think one, two, and three, we see people um, interchange um, a lot. And this is some dude that got a lot of hype two months ago, um, calmed down a little bit. And then after the combine that hype train started picking up again, um, and I'm talking about the absolute mammoth from Iowa that is Jack Campbell. Um, he is also 6'5", but he weighs 11 more pounds than Drew Sanders um, and 243 pounds. He's uh, very smart. He's a guy that you can stick in the middle of your defense and say, you know, just go and do what you need to do, clean up the play. Uh, very smart, very good in between the tackles. Um, he doesn't really show like he's going to be the best um, pass defender. I mean, he can do it, but he's not going to do it at a extremely high level. His range isn't there. Um, I've seen him give up on plays for some reason. Um, that happened actually a lot in the Michigan game um, where he would just give up on plays and then you'd see Blake Corum bounce it out exactly where Jack Campbell probably should have been. Um, and for a guy that's 6'5", 243 pounds, um, I would have liked to see him shed his blocks a little bit better, but that's just like they're small nitpicky things. What are your thoughts on Jack Campbell? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't watched too much of him, but there was a reason he was the Mike linebacker at, at Iowa. I think yeah. he being being the senior leader on that defense, uh, like it was still one of the best defenses. No matter how bad that offense was, they, they really only had one game that stood out to being bad, and that was the Ohio State game, and everyone looked bad against Ohio State. Um, but yeah, I, I think he was someone that I didn't expect to test as well in Indy as he did. Like he he tested upper percentiles of the class. And, you know, like I said, as I mentioned, this isn't a good off ball linebacker class. So if you can build your stock through athleticism and have senior leadership and you come in right away and be an instant starter in the third round, which I think Jack Campbell has the capability to do so. Yeah, I I'm I would agree with you. He's probably my linebacker three. I think we have Drew Sanders and Simpson flip flopped, but I would agree Jack Campbell is probably my linebacker three. Yes, um, and uh, again, you mentioned how well he did uh, uh, test at the combine. Uh, he tested uh, nine point eighty two in uh, height uh, and then nine point sixteen weight. Um, overall, his uh, RAS score, for those who don't know RAS, is its relative athletic score, uh, such as how well he tests versus all, all of the linebackers, I think for like the last like 30 years or something like that, 36 years. Um, so it's not even just linebackers in his class. It's all the linebackers that have tested. And again, he ranked in um, the 9.61 percentile, uh, 10 being the best. Uh, so 9.61 is is very, very high. Um, and then linebacker four, which I um, was a dude that I was really hoping to have a better combine. I thought he was going to run better. Um, and I know 
Um, people aren't as high on him as number four. Um, and honestly, I could have interchanged linebacker four and five because I'm really big on linebacker five um, as well. Um, but number four, I have Dan Henley out of Washington State. Yeah, Washington State. Um, he's a small dude. Um, he's a dude who went to um, – I don't know if it was Nevada or Utah State. They tripped me up. I think it was Nevada, though. Um, and he, like, went to Nevada, and he started off as, like, a wide receiver and kick and punt returner and then switched to cornerback and safety and then finally switched to his linebacker position where he played one year at Nevada and transferred to Washington State. Um, and if you guys couldn't tell by just that background, dude's an amazing athlete. Um, and because of that, I mean, he can cover well, and his cornerback background kind of shines through. Um, so he has that high upside as a cover linebacker. Um, and honestly, when I saw him, which I haven't seen much of, um, his ability to fill the run, um, actually shocked me. I, you know, you think of coverage linebackers and you don't usually think someone who can fill the run, but he fills the run better than what I would have thought. Um, but honestly, you probably don't want to play him at stack backer right away. Um, that's the reason I don't have him as high. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of Henley, and I know um, I'm probably higher on him than what the consensus is. Yeah, I mean, I'm scrolling through different big boards, and, and ICPFF has him at, at 37 as linebacker one, which is, is crazy because I just wanted to find his his weight. And, yeah, 6'2", 225. Um, Dan Henley is, like, the prototypical linebacker, I think, the way – like. Mm-hmm is kind of the linebacker the way the NFL is going to transition towards is kind of that hybrid, like JOK and things like that. Those guys who have the corner safety experience who are coming down into the box so you can play those lighter nickel packages, which is what the NFL is playing. Like 3-4-4-3 is so – it's outdated. It's really you're playing nickel whether you're rushing with three or rushing with four, whether you have four down linemen or three. And Dan Henley is is just the prototypical size, athleticism, and speed to be that linebacker. And and I don't I don't think he's a Mike per se, no. but I think he could be definitely a strong side backer. Um, maybe not instant day one, but I think he is the way the NFL is going. Personally, it's kind of a little smaller, a little smaller than we thought. But it's if you want to play those lighter packages, I think you're going to have to do that. Yeah. Um, and I also realized uh, that I have been using uh, the word stack backer and my uh, er, er, people listening might not know exactly what that means. Uh, that's more of a linebacker that you uh, want to use more in like the run fit situation. Someone more Jack Campbell-esque that you stack him directly behind whatever your defensive line is and you put him, you know, three or four or five yards right behind what that defensive line is, whether it's, um, you know, a three-tech defensive lineman um, or something like that. But it's someone that stacks right behind him and, and is going to play more of the um, run fits than he does, um, uh, like, passing and stuff. So when you hear me say, you know, he's a stack backer or not, it's uh, a little bit more. Uh, and then the guy I have five that I said you could probably interchange uh, with him, um, and I quite literally mean that I'm – a very, very big fan of him, uh, which I'm not as surprised that these guys are right next to each other because they come from the same background. Uh, but that's DeMarvian Overshone. But like I said, he's going to be my prospect breakdown. Um, 
I'm sure Matt knows um, a thing or two about him, uh, but we'll get there. I have one last guy for you guys to talk about. Again, I try to give you guys um, someone in the fourth, fifth round to look out for um, is Owen uh, Popo from Auburn. I was a big fan of him last year. I was really, really, really hoping it was going to come out last year, uh, but he is small. I think he's only six foot. Um, but I think like people at Auburn call him, um, I think it's like the beast or the menace or something like that. Uh, dude tests very well. Um, and on tape, he shows he has good range. Um, I don't know if he has that, uh, but he is that leader of, or he was at least that leader of the Auburn uh, defense. Um, like I said, he's undersized. He needs to better shedding, um, shedding blockers. Um, and he has a pretty bad missed tackle uh, rate, but um, I just think it's, a matter of a dude that has the, you know, the leadership upside and a dude who tested very, very well. Um, I don't know how much you know about him. I don't know how much you've watched about him. Uh, but while you talk about him, I'm actually going to look up what his um, Raz was. Yeah, I mean, uh, fourth year senior for Texas. Um, he was. Oh, I'm talking about uh, uh, Popo right now. Oh, Popo. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Owen Popo, I. I really don't know much about him. I'll just, I'll say that uh, he's kind of, he, he tested pretty well. Like I, I know that I've, I've kind of had him in the fourth, third, fourth round mm-hmm. the entire way. I, I don't think that his tape is going to explode on you that he deserves to be really any higher than that. But um, again, kind of like Henley, he, uh, but the difference is, is that, I feel like Henley's play strength, he, he just seems stronger than Bapo, in my opinion. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that there is a difference in that, but I think Bapo is again like another guy who's kind of I, I don't know his exact size. I could find it right now, but he's kind of in that same that same mold of this is where the NFL is going with size per se. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's six foot. Yeah, he's 225 also. And, like, I, running in the 4-3s as a linebacker is pretty impressive. So, it, it definitely <laughs> makes you circle. But, I don't know. I, I think being very, very small and not as it's instinctive. Exactly. Yeah. With, in, in... Like, there's another guy who's really small who is instinctive that I really like. But, um. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to uh, a guy that I would, which I think I know who you're uh, leaning towards a little bit, uh, but there's one guy um, that has really taken quite the fall from grace, um, at least in this linebacker class, which we'll talk about um, just right after we do the prospect uh, breakdown, which we're going to get into right now for you guys. Um, DeMarvian Overshone, um, and I really had to sneak uh, Popo in there just because um, I'm sure you remember, but last year those were my two big crushes at the linebacker position. Um, so I'm very, very happy I get to talk about Overshow now this year. Um, some dude who's big, uh, well, not big, he's tall. Um, 6'4, uh, his weight, I would have liked to see him get up a little bit more. Um, they have him listed at 224. I don't know if that was the Texas um, number, if that was the combine number. Uh, yeah, 6'2, 224. He's kind of small. Um, and just like uh, Henley, uh, like I said, these guys are interchangeable. He um, actually got recruited to Texas as a safety. I don't know if he ever played safety. I know, but I, but I didn't. I, I do know he got recruited to Texas as a safety. Um, so he has uh, 
decent range there. Um, and honestly, the thing that surprised me the most about watching him um, was man, man's an aggressive tackler. He's an inconsistent tackler, but I mean, if he has an open lane, he's going to come down and he's going to, he got better with time hard. Did he? He he was he was a very good tackle this year. He he was you you saw him a lot coming in, whether it to be you know to be the second man or to be the third mm. man. He was the one who was coming in to hit you to make you uh, get on your butt, you know. So he he was very good this year. Nice, but uh, but yeah, like again, like as as I read you guys, he's six uh, four, and with that become like is very very good length. Um, and he has really good speed. I'll again, I'll have to see exactly what his testing numbers are. Um, but his speed too, something that I saw, um, where his run fits like sideline to sideline and being able to make some really nice sideline tackles in the run game when a running back tries to bounce it out, um, kind of is really good at meeting him there at the line of scrimmage or, you know, around the one or two yard, uh, gain. Um, like I said, uh, the, the con that I had for him uh, was a little bit of the inconsistent tackling, but you kind of said that he got better at that, which is something you absolutely like to see. Um, but then also I would just like, he needs more time. Like I said, he was not a natural linebacker. He wasn't someone who has played the linebacker position forever. Um, he's came from the safety position. Um, so, but that's, you know, something that can be fixed here in the NFL. I'm, I'm a big guy on him. Um, he's a guy that's on a, my guy list. Um, I would absolutely take him in the third round, um, but I know a lot of people wouldn't. But um, I, I think you can get him in the right room. Um, I would love to see him go to uh, the Texans and get in the room with D'Amico Ryan um, and see what D'Amico Ryan can do with an athlete like this guy, put an extra you know, 10 pounds on him, and um, D'Amico Ryan saying, go and run. Um, but again, like I said, uh, came from Texas – uh, Matt, you're probably the biggest Texas fan I know. Um, tell, tell tell the listeners a little bit more about uh, Overshone. Yeah, Overshone, uh, as a junior, he wasn't as good, I'll just say. And, and Texas last year wasn't as good. But um, it, it was it was good to see him come back to school for a senior year, just to, just to be able to kind of fluff up everything. I feel like that he was in – the land of like he had a 20% missed tackle rate all three years going into this last year posted Mm -hmm. a 13% this year. So there's that, the the percentages are telling you he's getting better um, at at the tackle. Um, And, and like it's, it's college. So I feel like these guys are definitely going to be able to get into NFL weight rooms and go, you know, DeMarvian go put on 10 pounds of muscle. Let's, you know, let's see, can you, retain your speed at this size let's see and i think he's a guy who definitely can you know he's a legit four 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 five guy um and maybe like and and he's a little slight but like i said if you beef him up 10 15 pounds you got a guy with great size at the linebacker position you know six four 235 to 240 that's kind of where you want to be in the nfl so yeah i he's a long he's a long dude um yeah but like, as far as like just watching him every snap, like I, I can't give you a full uh, breakdown. But like you see, you see number zero running around. You go, "Yep, that guy's making plays." I can tell. Like, <laughs> it's hard to miss him with all of his armbands. 
Yeah. Definitely got to look. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, like we said, he's a good tester. He tested the 94th percentile of all linebackers. Um, but um, like I said, a linebacker that I think uh, had a, a fall from grace a little bit, uh, a dude that we thought going into the year maybe could have been LB1. Um, and I think a guy that you were um, mentioning or maybe the guy that you were uh, talking about when we uh, talked about uh, Papel was uh, uh, Noah Sewell. Yeah. Um, he, he just had a fall from grace. Um, I have, I need to watch his tape and I haven't. Um, the reason he got left off this list is just cause I know national media, um, isn't as high on him anymore. Um, I haven't watched him, uh, so I can't say much about him. And I mean, again, national media is wrong a lot of the time. So I very well could watch the tape and be like, wow, this guy's good. Um, but I'm not, a, um, you know, he was left off the list. So, uh, was that who you, you were referring to when you said a little bit of an undersized linebacker? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. He, he's had a bit of a fall from grace. Uh, I mean, do you want to talk to people about him or. I wish he went back to school, man. I, yeah. I do. I think, you know, he's, he's very young and, and he's raw and he's just not as athletic as everyone else. Like there, there it is. I, I think that's why you're not going to see him in the ranges of these guys. Um, you know, I, I think he he tested fine, you know, um, just, you know, looking at his at his advanced stats like he had a 12 percent missed tackle rate. Like that's not that's not bad, but no. it's just compared to everyone else when your tape isn't flashy when your tape isn't crazy and you're not testing in 94th percentile like you just mentioned mentioned with overshone and like owen Papo who's running in the four threes and drew sanders who's six foot five and can do anything you want on a football field it's just you're just not going to get drafted as high even though he has the Sewell name tag you know um so yeah i i he was a guy who I, I really did think he was going to be LB1 before the season. And I think a lot of people did, but just didn't progress as as everyone expected. So that's really it. Yep. Yep. I think that's, uh, that's it. Um, and then to just round this out really quickly, um, what are some names uh, of prospects that you really like that you're higher on um, than the rest, than like national media and other scouts? All right. Let's pull up the old notes app. Let's let's just run through the guys I, I just have just guys I'm in on. And I've just been yes. putting new names on here. Um number one, and it's been the same, it's been Zay Flowers. Uh I think I've talked about yeah. Zay Flowers. I think and he also put on thirteen pounds of lean muscle. Um yeah. so he's about five foot ten, one eighty three, and a lot of people are gonna go, that's scary, but then you watch him and you go, That guy really wins at the catch point. That guy really is twitchy at the top of routes. Man, when you get the ball in his hands, that guy is fast. And it's just he pops every single time he's doing anything. And that's how it was for me when I watched one game of Boston College. I'm going, I need to see more of number four, and then I'd turn on you know, I'd watch some highlights of number four before really you can dig into anything more. And that guy is just keep going, keep going, keep going. And so that's why I'm still high on Zay Flowers. I've said he's wide receiver one. He probably is to me. Um, it's hard because he is undersized. And you got guys like Quentin Johnson who's 6'4", and 
JSN, who is going to come in and be an instant success, and Jordan Addison, who can fly down the football field somehow, even though like the 40-yard dash doesn't say, uh, say he does, but he will find a way to get open downfield. But Zay Flowers is absolutely a guy I am locking in the first round, as well as this next guy I am locking in the first round, and that's Will McDonald. Will McDonald, <laughs> God, he played at, at such a rough situation for him. Um, who was the guy? I can I cannot pronounce his name. He got drafted by the Broncos. I liked him out of uh, Iowa State. Uh, um, I can't think of him, but he was a bigger D tackle. Like he was D tackle size, like six five, six six, two or like three hundred. Yes something like that. And I liked him and it worked for him in a three through five scheme. Will McDonald's is a hundred pounds lighter, about a hundred pounds lighter. And it just didn't make sense for him to be that. And when you finally got to see him just pin his ears back and just go, he got to the quarterback and in the NFL in January, you want guys who are going to, who are, who's going to protect the quarterback and who's going to get to the quarterback. Do I think he's an every down player right now? No, he's not a great run stopper, but he has experience in it. That's that's more than some other guys. And yes. he has this pin his ears back mentality. And he has a, I love guys who have a move. And when you watch him, you see him spin and you see him win. And it's pretty cool. So been high on Will McDonald. I'm going to continue to be high on Will McDonald. Uh, Jaden Reed, I've talked Riki, about. By the way. Yeah, that that makes sense. I I don't know why I was thinking Osa Digazua. I, I, I know that's wrong. That that's yeah. Cowboys, I think. So, um, yeah. next guy, Jaden Reed. I've talked about Jaden Reed. He's just my day two. Uh, throw the dart at the wall, see what sticks. Um, I think he's a guy. You know, he's just he's not the 90th percentile athlete, but he's a very good athlete, and he gets open downfield. And I. I would rather take him in the third than Addison in the first. And, and like, maybe that's a wild take, but I think I'm getting more. I think I could get more long-term out of him because he's not, he's 20 pounds heavier than him and he's the same height. So just classic Z receiver, let him go. Um, Next Tyree Stevenson. Um, I've had this list since senior bowl. So I, I, I remember I, I watched him like he's, he gets lost in this CB class because it's so good. Um, Joey Porter, um, Christian Gonzalez, and um, who am I missing? Devon Witherspoon, of course. Um, like, he gets lost, and he's probably a second-round guy, but he's someone who can come in and immediately play. And uh, he's a gamer. When you watch him at the Senior Bowl, go watch some of those one-on-ones. He, yeah. He's attacking you. And that not a lot of guys were like ready to be attacked on the receiver end. So him being able the, to, to answer that. The, the question I had for you um, about him, would would you take him over Banks, Deontay Banks on America? Well, I have Deontay Banks on this list. And no. Well, there you go. Oh, no. No, no. All right. Um, next, we get into Zach Charbonnet. Um, Zach Charbonnet, just tackle breaking back. I love it. I love a guy who is just going to hit the holes and break the tackles and keep moving forward. I don't need a home run threat. I don't. It's 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 why, like, I'm always going to value the guys who are going to get 
six or seven yards consistently than the guy who is going to go three, four, zero, fifty, and then you're like, oh, whoa, you know. I, I like Devon Chain. He's cool, uh, but uh, I'm going to take Charbonnet I, every time. I got yes, I got a pro comp for you. Um, what I watched when I saw, when I watched um, Charbonnet. Um, mm-hmm. I, this is so wild. Um, but I'm sure once I say it, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, when I watch him, it's, a, I see a combination of two guys, ironically, both two rookies from this past year's class. When I watch him, I'm like, it is like Brian Robinson and Damian Pierce had a baby and that is Zach Charbonnet. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, he's, that's, that's pretty good. I I haven't thought about that. Yeah, I mean, he's got the Brian Robinson size with the 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 somewhat agility and tackle breaking of Damian Pierce. You know, like he's he's not going to kill you with athleticism, but he's he's just got the best tape, and he's going to consistently move forward, which you want out of the running back. Um, next, I have uh, Keanu Benton. Keanu Benton, another yeah. guy who just flashed at the Senior Bowl, and I think he's a guy who he comes in and immediately is probably you know. Day two, early day three, I think is where he's going to fall. Um, I don't think the NFL is going to see him as the consensus media kind of season, but he's a guy who's going to come in and instantly be a good run stopper. I think there is mm-hmm. there's an opportunity and a path where he gets better as a pass rusher, but I, I don't know if he's an, a down to down great pass rusher, but I think just being able to be a guy who can come in in a light box and be a good run defender is valuable to someone. Someone's going to find the value in it. Um, next, I have uh, Matthew Bergeron, uh, O lineman out of Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah. Um, wow. Again, just a guy I liked at the Senior Bowl. Um, he, he was cool in person. I, I don't know. I, that's. Uh, I don't know. It's it, I don't know much about O line techniques to really go yeah. crazy on him, but I think he's a guy that I'm willing to take a day two flyer on. He was kind of like uh, who did the the Cardinals took a few years ago? Josh Jones. Josh Jones. Yeah. Uh, he kind of reminds me of that guy. Just being just agile at tackle. I, I want a guy who's going to be agile, and I think he has a lot less concerns than a Blake Freeland out of BYU. So oh, yeah. I think he's got more, you know, pop on film than, than that guy does. Um, next center, uh, John Michael Schmitz. Schmitz. Yes. Uh, he's instant. Yeah. He's going to be an instant starter for someone. Someone's going to value him in the second round, and he's going to come in and be an instant success because all anyone talks about with him is just wait till he comes out. Wait till he comes out. Well, he's coming out. Um, what was he? I, I was wish. He a sixth year? A sixth-year senior? Yeah, he was a six-year. Him and Tanner Morgan finally <laughs> coming into uh, the coming to an adult uh, adulthood. But yes, he's I wish he's very good. Yes, I I big fan of John Michael Schmitz. I wish mm-hmm. that we would have as much as I love beef uh, Jergens. Um, I wish Wait we would have, and, and and it has to do with uh, and it has to do with Kelsey too coming back. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I wish we would have took Brisker and gotten Schmitz this year. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Schmitz. That would have been, that would have been pretty good. Um, yeah. Maybe don't get the interception production that CJ got, but I get where you're coming from because I think John Michael Schmitz as a prospect is so 
just crafted and molded already. Like he, oh, yeah. you know how we use the phrase ball of clay in the draft community. He's not, he's, he, you know what you're getting and you're getting a damn good player. Yes. So it, that's just, that's where I fall on him. Next cornerback, Deontay Banks, uh, tested incredibly, incredibly, um, ran in the four, three fives jumped, oh, I think 40 inches. Um, just, and he's not like he's not small, small. He's not like I was big on Clark Phillips, and then you just realize this guy just doesn't win at the catch point. And Deontay Banks has the size to be able to win at the catch point. Um, you know he's instinctive. Um, I, I haven't seen much of him playing the run, but that maybe is just me not seeing enough of film to make a statement on that. But very, very high athlete. Uh, athletic percentile at corner which i'm willing to take a shot on even if it is a very high pick in the first round um next i have two safeties two kind of i don't want to say opposite but Mm -hmm. brian branch is is a guy we've definitely talked about um he's a guy who's just gonna be there was a reason he was in the role he was at alabama this guy is a top 15 prospect. He's going to go in the top 15, in my opinion. Um, someone's going to value him. It, it's tenth like 10th overall. Tenth overall. I could see it. I, I could see it. I think if he comes in and instantly fills a need and he's very smart, very instinctive and plays the run, can cover any receiver you put on him. Yeah, he is slow in the 40 yard dash, but you see him in pads like, Unless you're telling him to go guard Jalen Hyatt, you know, he's he was yeah. fine on film. And no one could guard Jalen Hyatt in that game because Dick Saban is so stubborn. Um, but the next guy I had is out of Illinois. I feel like everyone is talking about this guy. Um, maybe I'm just late to the party, but Jartavis Martin. Um, just a guy, another guy in that secondary. Like, I, I go back and I, I watch some of that you know, 2022 or 2021 Illinois, like with Sidney Brown and Jartavis Martin and Devon Witherspoon. And uh, who'd they have got? They had someone who got drafted last year. I feel like I'm missing. Some, like, I don't know about last year, but I know Witherspoon and Hobbs played on the same uh, team like, yeah. in 2021 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm blanking on a name, but I'll I'll, fi- I'll find it. But yeah, I mean, Jartavis Martin again, just a guy who's super super athlete, and he's just a long dude. Like he he is, and so I I just see a world where someone is definitely going to value that and take a shot on him, and it's I want to see it work out if he gets into the right right place and then the last guy i found last week because i just saw his i just saw his athletic testing i just like at msu's pro day i feel like you know who i'm talking about uh ben van sumeren i don't know much about you but i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up my photos real quick and i'm gonna find the kirby joseph uh, yeah there it is thank you thank you um this is a tweet from a known draft analyst uh michigan state linebacker ben van sumeren has created quite the buzz with his freakishly athletic pro day performance here's the thread 
237. He ran in the four threes. He jumped 42 and a half uh, vert. And he had almost 30 reps. He had 29 reps. That's insane. That's ridiculous. And that's my third round guy. I want a guy to, hey, go be a super athlete on special teams and you'll start gaining the depth chart just being, uh, like being a high motor guy. I'm so willing. Yeah, I'm so willing to take a a shot on that guy if that guy is just a super athlete. And, um, but that's it. That's from all my guys just ran through him. I feel like I just rambled for 10 minutes, but (laughs) you know more about my list. So, my way of thinking. The um the two guys I've heard my list and you guys will hear my list ten thousand more times throughout this process so I will save you guys the time um, but the two guys I would like to just add um, I'm gonna drive myself crazy um, the kid from Bowling Green um, D tackle D and D defensive oh, lineman from Bowl or uh, not Bowling Green um, yeah Carl Brooks that's his name yeah are we man. talking about Carl Brooks okay okay yes I Thank like. You. Big fan of Carl Brooks. Um, and then the other one, like a wide receiver that I'm a very big fan of that I don't think um, gets talked about enough. Um, and I think like if you're if your team late in um, late in day, you know, day four. So, you know, fifth, sixth round. Um, let me look up the exact height of this guy. Um, but um Another Maryland kid, uh, Jakeem Jarrett or Rakeem Jarrett, uh, six foot, and he was a five star coming out. Uh, he uh, he had like offers from everyone. He had offers from Clemson, offers from Alabama. Um, I, he almost went to Michigan. He almost went to OSU. Uh, he had family stuff, so he stayed at um, Maryland, which didn't work out too well for him. Um, but I just think he's like one of those dudes who's six foot. I wish we would have been able to see his. Um, let me see if I can find his testing number real quick. Um, four, 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 um, yeah. which is good, solid. Um, I just think that shows you exactly the guy that he, he is. He's just a dude who's going to get the job done. I think if you want to draft a wide receiver three slash four, somebody that's going to come in and just do everything for you. I think he's the dude to do it. Um, but just to hop off of that, um, we got one more thing for you guys and then we're going to wrap this up. Um, your guys' favorite segment. It's time for America's favorite game, Weddle. Woo, hopefully, uh, I can, hopefully, I can win. But we'll let the, the guests start here again. For those who don't know, we help each other out in round one, and round two is where it actually matters. Game up like by six or seven against Ryan. Um, and I also think every single time Matt has come on, he has won. So... Good job, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was one time it was just me and Ryan, and we got stumped by, I think it was Brian Edwards on the Falcons. So I'm not I undefeated. I like Brian. I liked Brian Edwards coming out of college to South Carolina wide receiver. Yeah. I remember we just kept guessing Atlanta receivers, <laughs> and no, and neither one of us had any idea he was on Atlanta. Yeah. I um, know that idea. But. So we're going to start. I see his name. So we're going to start with the guy in the news, Aaron Rodgers. There you go. Why did it? Thanks. Oh, we got it right. Nah. <laughs> um, all right. Not Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's 6'2". Um, 
Definitely younger than 39 years old and plays in the NFC. Um, we'll do a dude that's just right here. I think he's too short. Ah, he is too short. But he's not a wide receiver. He's not a quarterback. So I'm pretty sure easy mode is just quarterback, wide receiver, and running back. But it could be a tight end. But I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's one of those. Um, so older than 25. Significantly higher number, 6-2. In the West, I'm going to go Kittle. It's George Kittle. I think tight ends are in this. Oh, yes, it does. This is who I thought it was. Let's see. If... No. Oh, you're thinking, you thought AFC. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I thought, NFC, yeah. So it's NFC South. Uh, yeah. Well. Well, if anyone knows that division. Oh, Patterson. It has to be Patterson because 85. definitely has to be Pat. Yeah. Yeah. All um, right. Sweet. There you go. Oh, it's kicked. There it is. Woo. Nice. Let's go, go team. All right. This is where we stop helping each other out and let's hope one of us can get it. Do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I want to go first. Um, let's start this the only way I know how. Let's start it with my quarterback, Derek Carr. Let's go. As soon as you said, oh, AFC 6-3 plays offense. I'm, I, 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 I dread the days that it's special teams. Uh, not the special teams. It doesn't matter because it does, but who knows the second string kicker for the Panthers. I know it's not. I should probably. I don't want to do that. It's a waste of a guess there. Uh oh. Uh, For some reason, I thought he was still at the Bengals. I don't know why he did that. Um. He's retired now. Yeah. Um, is Julio retired or is Julio still balling? Julio was balling this season. I don't know if he's retired now, though. Okay. Um, I feel like we would have won them together because of that draft. Yeah. I'm, I I want to say it's one of the tall guys that was drafted recently. <laughs> Did you go mute? I don't know why uh, that happened. Okay. Um, I wanted to go Miles Boykins, but hes I didn't realize he was no longer in the league anymore. <laughs> You're going very obscure here. Well, I, I, I see I see that, and I was like 6-3, AFC. I think like, you know, someone it could be. I don't think it's this guy, but we'll stick with the same team. Okay. Okay. Ooh. All right. Oh, I think I know. Oh, no, age don't match up, I don't think. You would have been disappointed in me. It was um it was Dan Arnold last week and I Hey. <laughs> couldn't couldn't same have told guy. you I was like Yeah. Um Ninjoku. 
it's not Njoku, then it's probably the other guy. Yeah. Shame. Wow, younger too. He's so he's twenty five. I mean, okay. Is he? I think. Is he I don't know what number he wears, so I really don't. Uh, I think the age adds up. Yeah. What? Oh, okay, oh. I don't think I. I so want he's 25. to. Five. Okay, wait. He's twenty five. I, I wanted to say it was Hearst, but Hearst is way – the thing with Hearst coming out was with this, he was older. It's not – I don't think it's Hearst. I think Hearst – He's not in the division anymore. It, it has to be a bangle. He wasn't in the division anymore? Oh, he's I not, know who it is. I don't. Oh, man. All right. I think I know on. who it is. Um, maybe he's not – maybe he's no longer with this team, but I think I know who it is. Tight end. Oof. <laughs> I got, I got like a minute. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're good. You take your time. I, I think I know. At one point, he played for the Bengals. I don't know if he plays for Bengals anywhere. Ooh, I don't think he plays for Bengals. I'm just anymore, thinking but. of guys Joe Burrow threw the ball to in the playoffs. Like I'm only coming up on Hurst. As the tight end, I don't remember anyone else. Can Man, I yeah, I mean, take your shot. Yeah, that's a yep. Oh, oh what? Let's go. Okay. What was that? Oh, Am I crazy? I thought I had that. Yeah, he was. Oh man. When you like, when you type that out, oh man, this is one of the like positions I want the Cincinnati to draft because it's so weak. Just put I Hurst. Mean, I want to see what Hurst is. I want to make Hurst sure. I think Hurst is twenty-seven. Yeah, there's no way it's Hurst, but I just in my head I need to get rid of him. Okay, they have him on Carolina. Okay, I was just making sure. Twenty-nine. Jeez, old dude. Man. Wow, he's 29th, or 27. Wow. This is a stinker, dude. We I no thought ball. for sure it was Drew Sample. Oh. I'm blocking for him. I'm trying to, like, just, like, running through. Like, Uzoma's in New York. Yeah, he's a jet. Hurst, Hurst left already. Sample I mean, this just shows you how much they need to draft a tight end. This is the most obscure stuff, dude. They're like, give me a third tight end for the Bengals. <laughs> All right. Uh, have you thrown in the flag? Probably, yeah. Yeah. All right. I, You're not- so close. Like, what? He's 6'3". He, he's 25. Like, it's not greened out, but we know it. He's 25. Okay. Well, you, you know what we'll do? We won't count it. We'll count it as a loss for me. But we can – but there's a chance that it doesn't have to be – it won't be a win for you anymore. But I'll tell you – okay, there's no way you can <laughs> – okay, never mind. I, I mean, maybe you'll maybe you'll get it, but I doubt it. He was um, 
Originally drafted to New England um, in the 2020 draft in the third round with pick 91 and went to UCLA. He had a whopping two receptions this year for five yards. What? <laughs> um, you said New England? He was originally drafted to New England. Oh, that was the year they drafted like two or three tight ends. Oh, yeah. dude, who is it? He did not play last year. He, he played play. in 2020. He played in 2020 with New England. I don't know if he got traded or what happened, but then he got um he uh I don't know if he got traded or something, but then he's now a bangle. He played in 12 games this year. Um what? His name starts with a D. Last name? Last name starts with an A. I I I wouldn't I I would like to consider myself someone who's knowledgeable about draft prospects. I see he was drafted in 2022 and I don't even remember him. Wait, what did you say the college was? UCLA. Oh, uh 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 it's like a weird icy icy asi asi something like that. Devin asi asi. Yeah, yeah. All right. How did he end up on the Bengals? I have no idea. <laughs> so we we will chalk it up as a loss for me and a not loss for Matt. Um, but thank you guys for watching. Um, most of the views we will get on the next episode, I will say all of the views we get on the next episode will be on um, playback. But if you watch live, thank you very much. Um, you uh, are listening back to this, um, whether that's on Google, Spotify, um, pretty much anything, anywhere you watch your uh, podcast. Thank you for sticking around for two hours and listening to our nonsense. Uh, um, that being said, we do have a mock draft to come out alongside this one. Um, so go and listen to that if you guys are listening back to this one. Uh, Matt, thank you so much. Uh, always appreciate you coming on. Uh, final thoughts before I close this thing out had a blast i'm excited to get into this mock draft with you say that we got what is it t minus less than 40 days we're approaching yes. 30 really fast wild. yeah yeah uh i might have to start doing what i did um i might have to start down the countdown i think last year i started the countdown like super early i think it was like 75 days when i counted <laughs> with you that was bad every day for those it's a bit of an inside joke but every day text Matt 75 days, you know, 74 days, you know, a week, whatever, so on. Uh, but anyways, uh, if you guys um, liked uh, what we said, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter um, and TikTok. Uh, you guys can find me uh, on Twitter. You can find Ryan on Twitter. Uh, you can find Matt on Twitter at mhartmannnfl. mhartnfl, yes, 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 yes. That's what it is. So if you guys liked what he said, uh, go give him a follow on Twitter. And like I said, thank you guys for sticking around for two hours and three minutes. Um, make sure you guys give overtime um, podcast a big thanks. Uh, Uppercuts Grooming. Uh, Anchor. I think those are the three, but I could be wrong. And if I'm missing one of our sponsors, sorry, Matt usually does this. And we appreciate you guys all. And we will see you guys next week.